Today's podcast is brought to you by PIRN, the Pokemon Internet Radio Network, streaming music all day, every day, from the Pokemon games, anime, and more. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 169 episode of the po- Pokemon Podcast. 169. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's already a classic show. Uh, today uh, today on uh, It's Super Effective, we have Travis. Yeah, um, with all these Kickstarter guests, it's probably a good, um, good time to show the listeners a little inside baseball about the show. What a lot of people don't know is that you know, you might think that I'm on the show all the time because either Steve's like Steve likes me or the listeners do. <laughs> Neither of that's true. I'm just paying Steve week in and week out to be able to appear on here, shoveling hundreds and hundreds of dollars Steve's way. Just you're so desperate for your voice to be heard. So desperate to have this audience. <laughs> I, I didn't even introduce myself. My name is SBJ. I don't know if I did that yeah. or not. I, I dropped the ball here. Hopefully, uh, well, hopefully there's a lot of new listeners and hopefully this isn't your first It's Super Effective, but if it is, uh, this is a train wreck of a show normally. <laughs> we have a Kickstarter guest with us today. Hey. We, we have this new pattern of uh, making people pay. Yeah. Uh, we, we had great success uh, with that with Travis here. So we have, we have Dallas here with us today. Hey guys, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> happy Mother's Day, Travis. <laughs> Uh, like, uh, is there a mother Pokemon? Because I want to make a joke, but I mean, Happy Kangaskhan Day, I suppose. Oh yeah, That's there a you solid go. One. I feel like my voice is very scratchy today. Yeah. I feel like maybe maybe it's th- this microphone or whatnot. But I apologize if my voice is uh, scratchy uh, in advance. Um, Dallas is here with us today. Hopefully, uh, obviously, you you pledged uh, a sum of money to be here, so you must uh, enjoy our show to some extent. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was really stoked when I saw that Kickstarter pop up and what the prizes were, and I had to jump on that right away. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to shoot a couple questions your way just before we get into things. Uh, the listeners probably know Travis's, Travis and myself's history by now, but they probably don't know yours. Uh, so, uh, Dallas, when did you first start listening to It's Super Effective? Uh, I think it was about three months before X and Y. Uh, I was just looking for stuff to listen to at work. I had gotten into uh, Pokey Media at that time. I was like watching a lot of Pokemon YouTube stuff, mm. and uh, I had nothing to do while I was filing at work. So I uh, opened up Stitcher on my. Uh, I was one of the people listening on Stitcher. Opened that up on my phone and uh, found this podcast and started listening to all the episodes. And I've gone back and I think I've listened to most of the backlog by this point too. No, I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we both go there. <laughs> oh, it's regrettable. No, those were great. Were you, were you uh, honest? Honest answer here. Were you impressed when you first started listening, or was it like, ah, this is okay? I'm just gonna kind of keep going with it. Oh no, super impressed because uh, there were like a couple other podcasts uh, that were on there 
and I loved this one the most. Like that, this one I got excited to see when it popped up for a new episode. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and also, I didn't know much about Pokemon. I still don't know that much. And uh, I did learn some stuff from this. I know that people give you crap for uh, missing certain facts, but <laughs> I still learned something. Uh, still we still believe that Quick Claw is one of the best competitive <laughs> items here on the show. It is, yeah. Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> and uh, the Focus Band. <laughs> I heard Dreamweaver is a very good move. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> for gang well, the Dreamweaver is a good move for Gengar. Is that what it is that what the sentence was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh Dallas, uh when when did you what what's your favorite Pokemon? Chandelure. And I think I share that one with you, Steve, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My favorite Pokemon's always changing, but Chandelure is always, always in that rotation. Yeah, it might have been between like Chandelure and Heracross, uh, but Chandelure has been, has been my favorite for the last like since X and Y came out. Yeah, those are some good Pokemon. Yeah, very solid Pokemon. Uh, I think that I choose, I choose my uh, favorite Pokemon based on what gives me the most trouble, and I think that Chantal had a uh, Chandelure and Black or black two mm. and it had energy ball and that threw me through a loop and i lost like three times in a row yeah because and i was like okay chandelure is obviously like the best <laughs> and so i because <laughs> i keep losing to this thing and i like its design and stuff and that's awesome it's pretty sick looking uh what's your what's your favorite pokemon game uh i this is a tough one. It's uh, either X and Y or Heart Gold Soul Silver. Both good choices. Mm. Both good choices. Uh, but I think X and Y ekes out a little bit in front. Yeah. Uh, so I think X and Y is my favorite game. Uh, final question: What is your favorite Pokemon spinoff game? Before we get into the show here, uh, Pokemon uh, Shuffle. Ah, another Shuffle lover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm way early into Shuffle, and so like I'm just at the point where I'm starting to get frustrated with the game. But it's a uh, it's my favorite. And I never really played too many other spin-off games. Like I think I played Mystery Dungeon for like 12 minutes it's and then so I stopped. Good. Uh like somebody let me borrow it. Not a minute longer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. I haven't played the third one, but apparently the third one's bad, but Mystery Dungeon 2 in particular is <laughs> I would say I I like Mystery Dungeon 2 more than I like Pokemon Black, and Black two. 2 White. Two. Really? <laughs> That's how much I like Mystery Dungeon. Oh man. Two. I mean my favorite Pokemon game is Heart Gold Soul Silver and I really love X and Y as well and Black and White, but if I were to rank them including Mystery Dungeon 2 in the list, it would not be at the bottom. It would not be below all of the main series games. Wow. Mystery Dungeon 2 blew me away. Maybe I got to take another crack at them cuz yeah, I just that's the one with the personality test, right? Right. Or is that something? Yeah. So like I took that test and I forget what I even got, but I was like, okay, I just spent the first however long filling out paperwork <laughs> and kind of done with it. I got, uh, I got, I got Meowth when <laughs> I took the personality test and then I looked it up later. And uh, when you're playing as a, as a boy character, if you get you and you get Meowth, that means that, um, that your answers were sassy, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is me. Sassy Travis. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad when I That's found awesome. that out. 
And since yeah. Meowth has become one of my favorite Pokemon because of playing it in that game. Nice. Travis, are you are you a cat lover or are you a dog lover? I am more partial to dogs than I am to cats. I'm allergic to cats, so that, that doesn't really help. Oh, okay. All uh, right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, guys. So uh got a pretty good show for you guys today. We have a bit of news articles ranging from a series of topics, and then uh, our middle segment will be focused on uh, more in-depth of uh, Dallas's thoughts on Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire and, and maybe even some X and Y stuff because mm-hmm. it's all kind of fairly new. Of course, uh, there has uh, been no new dramatic Pokemon news lately. Uh, there are a couple articles that popped up, but no new game. Uh, you heard it here first. No new game announced yet. <laughs> uh, but before uh, before we dive into news, uh, what? how was your guys' weekends? Let's start with uh, Travis. Oh, what did I even do this weekend? <laughs> it's been such a blur. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. And now I remember. It was literally yesterday and today. Um, pretty good, pretty relaxing. Um, I took. I have some some time off right now, so I took. Uh, Ooh. I took the opportunity to reinstall and play Guild Wars One, like the first <laughs> Guild Wars game, because that game doesn't have a subscription fee. So the character, like the account, I still had from middle school or high school i don't i don't remember which is correct but uh still up there so i can still play that game there's actually people who still play it there were other people that's awesome which astonished me so that was a bit of a blast from the past but i put that in for a few spins (laughs) sweet uh dallas anything exciting happened to you over the past weekend uh well i got my uh my uh, booster box for the new uh, TCG set, and I opened that up, and uh, you know, mm. put that in a little video and stuff like that. Uh, so I got a Roaring Skies, I believe. Roaring Skies. I got the uh, booster box, the Elite Trainer box, and uh, I think some code cards. So I've been just kind of working my way through that stuff. Uh, then I just kind of played Skyrim for a while, mm. and uh, we're getting real close to uh, finals, so. Starting to think about studying about for that, but <laughs> you know it's baby steps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, nothing, uh, nothing thrilling on my end. Uh, I uh, drove down to Chicago this past week, and I took a coding class uh, down in Chicago. It was like a one night kind of four hour class, hmm. uh, which was pretty cool. Ooh. And then I've kind of been uh, studying up on some code. All the code I know and everything uh, up to this point has just been self-taught, as you can see from the various Pokemon podcast websites that have existed. Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to get a little bit better at that. So no no Destiny, no Hearthstone, no wrestling. It was just, nice. uh, it was like not having a weekend and learning stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you can code your own Destiny. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually, that. it actually wasn't. The, the worst thing in the world. I, I didn't learn that much at the class, at, at the class I went to, um, mm-hmm. which, was, which was both good and bad. It was a little disappointing that I only learned like maybe like a half hour worth of content out of the four hours of stuff. Yeah. But it was also like reassuring that there was a bunch of other people there and I knew a lot more than them. And so that was like a good feeling. Yeah. But I walked away from the class being more excited to learn. Whereas, like, I feel like if I didn't go, yeah. I would have, like, just wasted my weekend again instead of, like, mm-hmm. trying to learn. 
So that was kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, well, uh, everyone's probably like, oh, get to the Pokemon stuff. <laughs> well, here's the Pokemon stuff. Let's uh, jump right into some news. And the first bit of news is Pokemon Shuffle has another update. Travis saw this coming, I know. <laughs> uh, there is now a Pinsir Daily event. It's been prophesied. <laughs> uh, there's a Pinsir Daily event that a lot of uh, people are actually up in arms about because it's a little bit difficult. Hmm. So from May 7th to May 11th, actually by the time you you might be listening to this, it'll be the last day for Pinsir. Uh, you are able to capture Pinsir if you're able to defeat him. The catch is that you only get one chance a day. Mm-hmm. So really you only have five... I can do math here. Five days to catch Pinsir, and if you miss it, you miss it. Oof. Now, Pinsir is not too difficult. They give you sixteen moves to take him out. Um, but if you do get six, if you do get like an A or an S rank, you're still only get a, going to get a capture rate of thirteen to seventeen percent. So that's pretty low. So yeah, they added Pinsir, and then uh, in other news regarding to Pokemon Shuffle, uh, the Mega Bayonet uh, tournament ended. And so the top two thousand, the top twenty thousand people in the United States would have got Mega Stones for uh, Bayonet. I completely forgot about the event, and uh, I didn't get my Mega Stone, so that was a little disappointing. Oh, um, but that, that, it's all right. I uh, I haven't been playing Shuffle as much as uh, as much as I used to, just because I've I've hit all through all the stages, so I'm a little burnt out. But uh, I've been playing for at least Mega. I've been playing for at least Pinsir and uh, the Weekend Meowths. Okay. So now, yeah, I haven't done any of those things. Yeah, every Saturday and Sunday Meowth comes, um, and uh, okay. all, all you're doing is matching coins, and it gives you a bunch of coins. Usually, you can walk away with like a thousand or two thousand coins um, for free. So for the thing, like, like I tried Pinsir and I just couldn't do it. Is there like, do you need to get good at Shuffle before you do those things and like have a bunch of things leveled up? Because I think my highest levels right now are like three. Yeah, I think with Pinsir, the main thing is just the levels of Pokemon. Okay. Most of my Pokemon are level six or seven. Uh, so okay, uh, I took out Pinsir in about nine moves. Okay, yeah, I couldn't even get close. Like I'm, And I don't have, I've been trying to catch Torchic and I can't get them. And yeah. What's the level cap? Uh, the level cap is level 10. Mm. Okay. It's pretty easy to get to level 3, and then it's kind of a grind after that. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. Mm. Yeah. It's a bit of a bummer, but... Uh, um, I'm not sure if anything's coming after Pinsir goes away. I'm sure there is, but... I it, It's cool that they're trying different things. Like, the Safari Zone was like five random Pokemon. You don't know what you're getting before you go in. So it's kind of hard to pick a team. Pinsir is like a once a day kind of thing. Meowth is only on the weekend. So they're really giving people incentive to play the game every day. And none of this is paid content. This is all something that comes for free. Mm-hmm. So Pokemon Shuffles. You mentioned people were a little angry about Pinsir. Is it, was it because of the low chance to capture it, even if you performed really well? Yeah, that, that's what the, most people were upset about was that the, and they most things in Pokemon Shuffle, you can just do it over and over again. But, but with Pinsir, once you do it, he disappears for the day. So right. um, a lot of people are getting nervous with Pinsir ending tomorrow and they haven't been able to catch him. And the whole like up in arms is like, we don't know when Pinsir's coming back. Just like, I don't know when Mega Bennett's coming back because I missed that. Mm-hmm. Right. So. On to more, uh, more positive news. Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire has uh, 
just uh, edged itself towards 10 million units. Wow. Hmm. So there was a uh, software sales recap here. Uh, Mario Kart 7 sitting at 11.7 uh, million units. Uh, Mega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, 9.94 million. New Super Mario Brothers 2, 9.16. Uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf, 8.9 million. Super Smash Brothers for 3DS, 6.75 million. Surprisingly, Tomodachi Life, 4.14 million. What? Uh, Majora's Mask, 2 million. And Kirby's Triple Deluxe, Deluxe 1.78 million. You're probably asking why Pokemon X and Y is not on this list. I'm not sure why either, but uh, Pokemon X and Y uh, has sold 13 million units to date. <laughs> so uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire catching up. Yeah. But what's weird is that... I doubt it'll be able to... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, what's weird is that uh, Tomodachi Life has outsold Majora's Mask. Yeah, I think that's crazy. What? <laughs> I don't know if it's... <laughs> Maybe maybe Zelda fans are just very vocal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. But with the success of Animal Crossing, I feel like Tomodachi Life fits up there. Oh, sure. Yeah. And didn't... Wasn't there... Haven't there been like 20 remakes of Majora's Mask? Um, I mean, maybe it's just because I really don't like Zelda, but it seems like those games are getting remade every weekend. Yeah, so came out on Nintendo yeah, 64. Yeah, they had it on the... And mm-hmm. then it had the and they had it in like a collector. Yeah, thing, the Master right? Collection remake for GameCube. Um, yeah, and then and then this this version. So this would be the third the third version of Majora's Mask. Oh, so it wasn't on the Wii as well. Um, for some reason I had that in my head. It might have been in Virtual Console. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Actually, yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think so either. I think the first one was Ocarina of Time. They're all the same game to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how it works, Travis. You go into a dungeon and you get the item of the dungeon and then you beat the boss with that item. Mm-hmm. And then you go into another dungeon and then you get that item and then it's rinse and repeat. You forget the part where you ceaselessly push blocks around for an hour and a half. That's my <laughs> favorite part of Legend of Zelda. My gosh. I'm going to make so many people miss I really it. like the, uh, uh, A Link Between Worlds. I really like that game. That was pretty solid. Yeah, I'm way into it. I'm almost i've almost beaten that game and i just can't but uh yeah i love that game (laughs) yeah i got i got to about like four four or three dungeons left but uh i fell off (laughs) so did you like uh Um, buy all the items from that dude or something like there's a thing where if you die you lose all your items or something like that and i remember uh no no i didn't do i didn't do that i was playing a lot during um when i was uh visiting irene's parents um Mm -hmm. So there was really nothing to do besides play DS. And then as soon as I got back home, that's that's when I fell off. <laughs> I mean, I could have spent time with the family, but that's such an insight into yeah. <laughs> into uh I was on a family trip too when I downloaded it. <laughs> um that's really funny. Let's see what else we got here. Oh yes, okay. Uh, GameStop is going to be distributing uh, Dragonite on June 22nd. Um, So between June 22nd and July 12th, GameStops will receive codes from Nintendo. Uh, You're able to unfortunately walk into GameStop and uh, retrieve one of those codes. And that will get you a level 55 Dragonite with 
uh, Dragon Dance, Extreme Speed, Outrage, and Hurricane. Sweet. You might be asking why why is uh, GameStop giving away Dragonite? Uh, yeah. They are actually promoting the new TCG set, Roaring Skies, which is mostly Dragon-type Pokemon. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like uh, GameStop will also be selling a special pack of cards that will include a Dragonite pin. Ooh. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I want that part of it. Dragonite is such an interesting Pokemon in terms of its stats. It's always because you, I mean, you expect it to be slow because of how it looks, but because it's a little chub chub. <laughs> yeah, but 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 I suppose you don't really expect that out of the first dragon type that was introduced in the game. You expect it to be this like a glass cannon or something, and it. If it you know, it has that four times ice weakness, so in so in some senses it's uh Yeah. I mean not a little weak defensively, but the slowness of it always takes me by surprise. Uh this article is interesting because uh at the end it says that not a lot of people like when GameStop um puts out the flyers with the codes. But prior to this you used to be able just to walk in or even stand outside of GameStop and just connect to their hub. Mm-hmm. The glory um, days. Yep. Apparently that uh, some employees refuse to give anyone the download codes unless they pre-order something. What? Whoa. That's not okay. Yeah, this is definitely not okay. So uh, if you go into a GameStop and they're forcing you to pre-order something to get uh, your Dragonite code, um, they're not supposed to do that. And uh, please let us know because we'll make sure we'll vocalize which which stores are doing this. Yeah, totally. So uh, other do they get pay- do they get paid by commission or something? Is that why they're doing that? Uh, GameStops don't get paid by. I actually used to work at a GameStop. They don't get paid by commission. Uh, they get paid hourly, and it's it's a terrible hourly rate. It's minimum wage. Um, but their hours, the amount they get to work, is based on how many pre-orders they sell. Oh, oh that's gross. So you're when you first start at GameStop, you're given two four hour shifts. I mean, they could have changed. I worked at GameStop a long time ago, but from my understanding, it's it's yeah. pretty similar. You get two four hour shifts for two weeks and you have to hit a certain like not a quota, but you like you're supposed to pre order. I think one game an hour is is what it comes down to. So if you don't do that, you go down to Ugh. one four hour shift Ooh. and then if you if you do a lot of pre-orders, that's when you start getting like your twenty to forty hour weeks because you're one of the top people who sell people on pre-orders, or, or the Game Informer subscriptions. That that's also a, another thing. This information is like poison unto my soul. It's so disgusting. Yeah, that's really gross. Yeah, it's Oof. it's almost worse than commission. Yeah, it's way yeah. worse. <laughs> <laughs> Because commission, at least if you're not trying to sell anything, you're not getting a paycheck here. If you're not trying to sell anything, you're just not going to be able to work. Yeah. Oh, man. Ugh. Ugh. That's really bad. Those poor, poor people. GameStop employees. So Dragonite's at GameStop, though. We can. Yeah, so you can get your Dragonite at GameStop, Russian, uh, (laughs) starting June 22nd. (laughs) I just want to pre-order everything because I feel so bad for those Right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Um, you usually when I walk in and they're trying to do the pre-order sh- spiel, I always say like, "I used to work at a GameStop," and they like immediately stop the spiel and they're like, "Oh, okay, like, <laughs> have a great day." <laughs> <laughs> they know what's up. 
I'm trying to think if there was any other Pokemon news, but I can't. I don't think so. Really, the last bit of Pokemon news that isn't really related to Pokemon is uh, Poke Beach. We reported on this last week. They took their website down for a week. Uh, they have revamped their website. It's uh, brand new. They have a 18-minute video, Pokemon Watermaster, explaining the the history and why it took so long, and it was three years in the making. You know all that stuff. The interesting thing about Poke Beach that were that I wanted to report on was that they are now doing more of a focus on deckless and paid articles. So this was something that Six Prizes, which was a very popular TCG site, they would have a bunch of deck lists, but um, when it came close to tournament time or uh, new cards came out, there was always uh, articles that you had to pay $15 a month for to read that had more deck lists. Mm -hmm. It's a... Was the Top Cut like that too? No, Top Cut was never like that. Top Cut was more on just uh, reporting footage of people playing it was they they were really big on just streaming games um they weren't tournament results too right yeah they were very big on tournament results and streaming Uh, six prizes was very big on deck list and hiding those deck lists behind a paywall and now it looks like pokey beach has jumped on that bandwagon Mm. um which is i mean is six prizes still around because i know the top cut is not correct yes yeah the top cut is no longer around uh six prizes is I mean, my my personal opinion is, if your content's good enough, there's there should be no reason to hide that behind a paywall because you're just you're not bringing new people to your site. That would be like us charging for the podcast. Like, the podcast is our bread and butter, and we we believe it's good, so we wouldn't hide that behind a paywall because we want that to reach people. But I mean, to each their own. Uh, I think they are doing the six prize exactly like six prizes. I believe it's fifteen dollars a month for uh these these deck lists i played netrunner a lot which was also a competitive tcg uh i've never come across a site that did a paywall for deck lists um i've recently played hearthstone and maybe travis can speak to this but i have not found a hearthstone site that hid articles behind a paywall there's one big hearthstone website that does that um but the ones that do they they do have a few deck lists that they that they keep behind the paywall. It's tempostorm.com. Um like three fourths of their articles are for free or something like that. Um, but most of the other big ones are not. Just, just the nice thing about that one is that that's one of the only websites that's actually designed well. <laughs> <laughs> I I always think that's like uh I mean Pokemon T C G is is very competitive. Uh but I, you don't like. I don't. Maybe it's because I'm not into other competitive games. But I don't ever see that with, um, with other hobbies. It's like a TCG kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I mean, maybe it's because TCG communities generally are going to be a very niche audience, and I guess that's not even true because it's pretty. But, but because you're you're like you're relying on people to start playing the game and then get into it competitively and then seek out deck lists and things that you're probably not getting a very steady stream of new uh, viewers. Like with our show, all we need is, you know, people like Pokemon. They want to hear more about it because we're such a, we have such a wide scope in terms of what we talk about Pokemon. I imagine that 
we would have an easier time getting new people than they. So probably the better, the only monetization strategy is to have people pay for the. Yeah. Well, I think the content that's already there. I don't know. I'm just speculating. So um, in the past, I, I I wanted to see what my money was worth. Sure. So I paid $15 for a six prize like membership or whatever to get the deck list. And when I looked at the deck list, I was like, these are just slightly different deck lists from when from the free deck list I found just doing other searches. Yeah. And I would always just copy and paste those to the other people like Kid and Vinny and Dom, like the people I was playing TCGs with. They were like, oh, you have access. Can, yeah. can we see the deck list? And I'm like, yeah, here, here they are. Like copy and paste. <laughs> and so like uh, in my mind, if if you have like eight TCG sites and they're all hiding deck lists <laughs> behind paywalls yeah. of $15, no site is going to have a deck list that isn't known about or that is like unique enough because when you go to a tournament you can tell what decks people are running you might not know every single card in that deck but you know how the deck works you know what the deck's weaknesses are yeah, yeah. so if you're the one site out of eight that has the same exact deck list but you're not charging you're just going to get way more viewers and yeah. way more mm. traffic and that's better in the long run than a couple people throwing you $15 a month. Yeah, I think it's kind of unrealistic to uh, try and have secrets in the Pokemon TCG. Like, I, I don't think that that's something that can really happen at this point with where the internet uh, mm-hmm. is in terms of looking at decks and uh, forums and stuff like that. Like, nobody's going to keep anything out of the public right, eye. Yeah. And there's not going to be, like, a huge rogue deck coming in and sweeping up everything that nobody knew anything about. Like you're gonna see little decks that less people play, but yeah, it's gonna be mostly the meta that everyone's used to by that point. Yeah, you're not you're not getting uh you're not getting anything you haven't already known if you're paying fifteen dollars a month, which is from my experience at least, and that's just my knowledge going off to you that you know, instead of giving them fifteen dollars a month, you know, just give us fifteen dollars a month. For nothing? <laughs> we won't give you anything. We'll just give you laughs and smiles. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's like a it's like a day and age where you know Kickstarters are there and stream donations are popular and Patreons are popping up. Everyone's trying to make money somehow. Um, and later on in this episode, we'll tell you about how you can donate to our Patreon. Ha! Huh. And uh, no, seriously, <laughs> we're doing a Patreon. We'll tell you later. <laughs> but right now we'll, what we'll do is we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back we'll talk about some omega ruby alpha sapphire and uh yeah we'll be right back today's podcast is brought to you by pirn the pokemon internet radio network streaming music all day every day from the pokemon games anime and more in addition to music they feature interviews with players performers and other people who help shape the pokemon community each day has a new playlist, so you can keep coming back to find new things. To listen, visit their blog at pirnradio.blogspot.com. That again is pirnradio.blogspot.com. And we are back from our break to talk to you about some Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire stuff. Mostly Dallas's thoughts on Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, since... uh. We all know that I dislike the game. <laughs> and Travis also kind of dislikes it. Uh, yeah, that that's correct. <laughs> this is an amazing Pokemon-focused podcast. 
Uh, Dallas, how do you feel about Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire? Uh, I'm split because, uh, you know, I think it's just a lot of the things that you guys dislike about it. It's a couple steps back from where we were with X and Y, uh, a little bit disappointed about how some things weren't as finely tuned as I would have liked them to be. Um, And I just feel like so many things were done so right in X and Y, and we didn't really see them shine through in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. And I mean, I still love the game and I still played the heck out of it and I still do play it a lot, but yeah, I don't get as excited to play it as I did with X and Y. Um, yeah. Now, did you, if that makes any sense. What was your, um, what was your relationship to the original Ruby and Sapphire? Did you, did you like those games and what's your relationship between how you like those compared to Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire? Yeah, I got those right when they came out. Uh, got a Game Boy Advance and a copy of uh, Sapphire and I was way into it and I loved it. Um, I mean, that was still at the age where I didn't know how to play Pokemon. So, you know, you're just running mm-hmm. through the game with a level 80 Swampert and like a perfect. Swellow to fly around. <laughs> yeah like that's exactly yeah. how i played all those games up until probably i think x and y was the or no black 2 white 2 was the first game i actually played like kind of correctly <laughs> like i didn't know how to play other than that um <laughs> but yeah i remember being super hyped about uh ruby sapphire and you know this one i was still really hyped about and i still you know had huge spans of just playing it and I found myself rushing through this game and not really taking my time with it like I did with X and Y. Like, I still haven't been everywhere on the map. Like, there's still grayed out spots on the map. I didn't, I haven't gone and caught all the legendaries. Like, it's just stuff that I feel like didn't quite catch my interest as much as uh, things did in X and Y. A lot of things changed with breeding also that I didn't really like. Um, well, not with the actual, like, mechanic of breeding. But, uh, you know, in X and Y, I had it down to a science where I could crank out five, six IV Pokemon really easily. And in this one, I'm like, where do I where do I go and jam a diamond to my DS to uh, ride the bike around and hatch eggs? Like, I know you can do it, but it's still Mm -hmm. like for me, it's a little harder. Maybe that's just because I'm not used to it yet. But I've gone back to X and Y to do some of my breeding because I just thought it was easier there. Now, are you are you big on competitive battling? Or are you more of a collector or a trader or where do you kind of stand in that? Uh, competitive. I'm a competitive dude. I like the, uh, I like the competitive battles, the battle spot stuff, uh, mm-hmm. play on showdown whenever I can and pay attention to smoke on tears as much as possible. Um, just because that's the standard that everyone battles on pretty much. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't like, I mean, I can, when I'm just battling with like a friend, I don't really care what they want to bring. But when it's somebody that like I met online that wants to battle, I'll do smoke on. Cool. Yeah. But yeah. Do you do you prefer like singles or doubles? Uh, I prefer singles. I'm trying to get into doubles, but or triples. I feel like doubles is. Yeah, I do not do. I have not <laughs> done a triple or a rotation battle lately. Uh, I would love to uh, kind of go into triple battles and see if there's actually a competitive tripling triple battle scene. Yeah. I only do uh, sky battles only. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. No, I've been seeing a ton of uh free for alls getting popular though. What is a free for all? 
like yeah free for alls are double battles but uh with four people and everybody just like attacks each other and then there is a winner uh out of those four and i've been seeing them a lot on youtube and they're real interesting oh, and right. people are actually like starting to make competitive free-for-all pokemon that wouldn't have the same moves mm. as in doubles or singles that just give them more coverage but maybe less damage output or something is this wait is this actually it's, in the game or is this like a showdown yeah. thing this is like a uh this is like a showdown okay. thing um or you can do it in the game uh you just do a double battle and you can attack your partner and stuff huh that's interesting yeah yeah and then like obviously it'll happen where like you know two people on the same side will be the last two standing and then in that case you go into a single battle 1v1 with the last pokemon or something each person brings three to the match and yeah they're really neat to watch huh that's, that actually sounds really cool yeah yeah that sounds like it might be some twitch plays pokemon kind of thing it's i would not be surprised if twitch plays pokemon started doing uh started doing some free-for-all battles huh that's really cool of course they'd have to figure out how to set up like four 3ds yeah setups or something like that but well that, that, that guy's rolling in the dough so i'm sure if oh, somebody yeah. presented a way to <laughs> uh keep people watching he'd jump right on that oh yeah he's got it because i mean that's still a thing right i haven't been on there mm -hmm. yeah it's still a thing i'm sh i'm sure that i'm sure that um and now uh, sorry this is just going back a little bit but i was just because i hadn't heard of free-for-alls before but now my mind is is thinking about that and and i'm sure that um bulkier um set up pokemon like something maybe running calm mind or whatever must be really good because there's going to be so many occasions where no one's going to be attacking you mm -hmm. and so you would be more likely to get those things off yeah yeah it definitely happens but then you gotta also remember that or like because a lot of these videos that i watch are live commentary right right so it'll happen where somebody sets up a calm mind after not being attacked and then everyone's like whoa hold up hold up we have a threat oh. on the field and it's mm -hmm. just completely and so you see mm. these teams of like people since there's no like tiering for it people will bring like their curums and deoxys and stuff and they'll just get completely destroyed because everyone sees them as the threat meanwhile the sigilif is just sitting yeah. back and huh man know, that sounds really cool now yeah wow yeah it's like a really weird archetype that is still being like ironed out but uh there are rules for it now like i think one of the mm -hmm. rules is you can't have more than one pokemon with recovery on your team oh, okay uh oh. I, yeah I, I don't remember what the rest of the rules are um hmm. i think like maybe only one choice item as well or something like that i could be mm -hmm. completely wrong about that one now, now you're saying that uh, Pokemon Showdown ha kind of has that built in, so you're, it's really not a, so it's more of a modified double battle. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if it's actually live on Showdown. I've just seen people uh, doing it on YouTube, um, and it's been done all through like 3DS capture is the things that I see. But I think that Showdown at least has a forum dedicated to it. I don't know if they have an actual play setup de dedicated hmm. to it yet. I think that's in the works though. Yeah. That would that would be a fun a fun sort of tournament we could we could set up, I feel like. And now I'm just putting work in in Steve's lap because 
God knows I'm not going to be able. God knows I'm not going to do this. I would certainly be able to, but I'm not going to put in the effort. But I, I don't know. That, that would be kind of a cool. Fun. Oh, I would totally put in the effort for a free for all tournament. That sounds. Yeah, yeah like this sounds awesome. I mean, if uh, Steve can do it, then, then let's do it. I'll, yeah, you know, I'll sit back here with a nice tea and my feet up. <laughs> yeah, that's something we could probably get started. I mean, if if Showdown has that kind of built in, we could probably do mm-hmm. like a mini tournament. Sure. Um, and then just kind of run it all through Slack because uh, Slack's a real easy way to see who's online and post like uh, like the win loss ratio and stuff and just kind of keep everything in one place so it's easy for um, yeah. people to match and play. Oh, yeah. I'm loving the Slack thing right now. Yeah, it's really cool. That thing's a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that near the end of the show on our Patreon. Um, oh, yeah. Man, but that, yeah, that, that free-for-all battle really didn't – we didn't have much of a middle segment going in. But you really, you really hit it out of the park with that, uh, <laughs> that free battle. Now that would be something. Yeah, uh, it was way more interesting than like rotation battle. That seems way more interesting than sky battles. Mm-hmm. That needs to go into the game. Yeah, it's definitely, and also it's uh, you know, you're only bringing three Pokemon, so when you're selecting your Pokemon, you can see what everybody else can bring. So you're seeing, so you have to, because there's always been that prediction of what's your opponent mm-hmm. going to bring if you're playing in uh, VGC or even just like triple battles on, or uh, single battles on Battle Spot. So you really right. have to be thinking on your feet and there are just so many options for what people can be bringing and can't be bringing. Uh, yeah, if any of you guys get a chance, I would definitely look up some FFAs on, on YouTube because there are a ton of them. So I'm guessing it's... And they're pretty... I'm guessing it's bring six, pick three. Is that what the format is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bring six, pick three. And then you can see what your, uh, what the person on your side brings. And that's just, Oh yeah. One aspect to it. Huh. But you know, that doesn't really make too much of a difference. I, people don't really switch out too often. Right. Yeah. And these things, it's just leave them in for as long as you can and mm-hmm. see how much damage they can do. Bring something with earthquake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Huh. Huh. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's really, really cool. Well, um, there's nothing else. We can move on to our item of the week. Yeah, why not? Cool. Um, this week's item of the week obviously brought to you by PokemonCenter.com. They don't sponsor us yet, but possibly one day in the future. <laughs> Nor will they ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, this is the Diadine, is that how we say it? <laughs> Didene. N-A. I don't know how Got you it. get N-A. Denny's. Didene's Pokemon. Didene. The Denny's Pokemon. I guess it could be Dedene. Well, the two N's is what is what makes me lean towards Didene. Because if it was like D-E-D... E-N-E, I would be like, oh, Dedean, because there's the two L's. Well, uh, since it was released in uh, Kalos, it's probably Dedene to be more, <laughs> you know, French and Le Dedene. <laughs> uh-huh. Because isn't, uh, shouldn't Vivillon be like Vivillon? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it is Vivillon. Vivillon. I haven't, I don't watch the anime, so I don't know if they've said anything about that. Gosh. If they've tackled that one yet. Uh, I thought one of the people in the anime actually had this Pokemon, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, yeah, doesn't uh, 
Clem? No. Bonnie? What's, what's Clemens' little sister's name? Bonnie? In, in uh, she has a Bobby. dead in A. Doesn't she have but one? But I don't know about a Vivian. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, This is the standard size six and a half inch plunge. $12.99. Usually ships in 24 hours. The little Dedenay, Dedenay, <laughs> with its antenna and antenna whiskers and red cheeks, available in high quality plush form. Made in China, of course, 1.5 American pounds, four and a half inches wide, six and a half inches tall, four and a half inches long, surface wash only. Uh, the features are bright, cheerful coloring. <laughs> standard plush size from pokemon x and y generation oh man where's the guy that writes all the great ones <laughs> it features being from x and y yeah they must have recently got like a new yeah. bullet point guy because uh they've been He's really not slacking putting any in effort in at all <laughs> might as well have said it's a pokemon i mean my if i was the right features i would probably say like huggable yeah can hang from tree. Well, I would put, I would say something about, um, you know, like the weird like twigs that come out of <laughs> yeah. its electric cheeks, like the whiskers. Like I don't know, because I feel like that's a really salient, salient aspect of Dedeme's yeah. <laughs> design. Feature could be confused with Pikachu. Yeah, has a star tail. I mean that's something. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's uh, a good feature. Starlight I mean, tail, as opposed to standard plush size. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, do we know why there's a Pikachu look like in every generation? Has that ever been addressed? Well, I think it's just supposed to be a bit of a callback, like to to um for the for the fans who've been playing a long time, they can be like, oh, they can. Learn to expect, oh, there's going to be a Pokemon whose design is, whose design is uh, reminiscent of Pikachu, so you can sort of enjoy um, that while it also doesn't put off newer players. Because if you didn't know what a Pikachu was and you saw this, you just, oh, it's a, yeah. it's a cute electric Pokemon. All right, can we name all of the Pikachu lookalikes from uh, Gen 1 to Gen 6? The electric. Well, oh yeah. So, there was. The, I think. Does Pichu even count? Was there one I in mean, Gen Two? Probably. Or was that Pichu? Yeah, I think that yeah, that would be the only one. Then you get. All right. Then what was it in Gen Three? Yeah. That's mine and then Plusle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then Gen Four is Pachurisu. Yeah. Right. And then Gen Five is Emolga. Oh yep yep. And then and then we have Dedenne. That wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. I thought that would be like. I thought that would be up like a solid six minutes, but nope. <laughs> Give us a little credit here. I, I like that. I like that you've that this is your first time on the show, and you are already um, very aware of the fact that we're constantly searching for ways to fill time. <laughs> You know what's funny is we tried it we, we, right like last week when we tried to do a quick show, it ended up being like 52 minutes. Yeah. So we definitely know how to talk. Yeah. Do you ever think that Pokemon, like, they're like, maybe this is the year where we can release 
a Pikachu lookalike that will finally overshadow Pikachu. Oh, I wonder I if that's what that's... they're trying to do. Yeah. yeah, just the ultimate Pikachu. It's so cute that Ash releases like, his in the anime. Like one of the <laughs> guess this uh-huh. like one of the art directors is so bitter that Pikachu got so popular that <laughs> every year he just tries to make a better. It's the one. guy who made Clefairy who made all these, and he's just still really <laughs> jealous. <laughs> just so upset <laughs> um now if you if you want to get your hands on one of these plushes uh it has four uh four reviews all being five stars uh i know recently we've we've reviewed um some very mixed opinions in the past mm-hmm. but it looks well, like consensus yeah. here yeah it looks like everyone's pretty on board with uh with this guy travis do you want to start off reading one yeah but i have before we do, there's I have a strange note for this. All of these reviewers have, in parentheses, a little title or nickname, and that's new, right? No, no, that's always been there. We haven't seen because Togepi Lover. What? Togepi Lover <laughs> is Togepi Lover, parentheses Togepi Lover. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? This is this is new. I don't remember. <laughs> all right whatever so so first uh the first review uh is titled very soft five out of five stars uh from angela <laughs> phelps the collector who says this cute little dene is very soft pudgy and squishy i was lucky enough to get him at the pokemon center kiosk at the northgate mall in seattle washington it's not that long. So, oh, wow. This is a read complete review. I didn't realize. It. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually. Yeah. It adds like one word when I click that. At the Northgate Mall in Seattle, Washington, <laughs> Dedene has a very squeezable round yeah, that's jelly right. bean body yeah. and is very cuddleable. Now, this person should be writing those, those bullet points. <laughs> I mean, we got adjectives like jelly, squeezable. We have jelly bean body. And Angela Phelps should be hired by the Pokemon. Jelly Bean Body is 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 you know what it is when they when you hear it. Yeah, no question. You know what you're you know what <laughs> it's you're getting so into. accurate. Oh man. Uh we have uh five out of five Pokeballs. Very cute by Pudgy Cat the Adventurer from Kalos. This plush <laughs> This plush is made of very soft, good quality material. The tail and whiskers are made of a different material, but this allows you to move the tail around. It's super cute and one of my favorites. Huh. Hmm. So I'm guessing there's like a rod in the tail that you can bend and stuff like that. Uh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't look, look like it. Oh, it looks no, like it's it just, just flops around. Yeah. Does this person, of course you can move it around. Maybe it's just a, fl- a floppy tail. Maybe they're referring to the, maybe there's a different fuzz on the exterior of it oh, it almost yeah. looks that way it's like it's felt or something the... yeah uh dallas you want to read the you want to read one or do you want travis to go yeah on? i'll read one uh okay so cool. this is titled five stars one of my favorite uh one of my favorites love it from october 10th 2014 the reviewer is uh mijumaru fan or pokey fan <laughs> what does it even mean? I don't know. Mijimaru is the Japanese name for Oshawa. Oh, so. Oh. oh. How did you know that? Oh, my God. That is. Uh, my girlfriend has a 
plushie that's a Japanese plushie that of Ashuat that you click a button and it goes, Miju, Miju. Oh, okay. All right, I thought, fair enough. So I'm very yeah, I mean, you're off the hook. I thought you were going to say that you know yeah. all of them in Japanese too, and I was going to be real impressed. But. Oh gosh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, Boober. <laughs> okay, Isn't that Magmar. Uh, this picture does not do this cutie justice. It's super soft and just plain out cute. I like its little <laughs> tail. You can move it and twist it however you want. And Dedene can even hold its tail like it's in the picture on its tag. Uh, recommend this toy to any Dedene lover. And this review was helpful to me. I need to make an account. <laughs> I don't have an account. Oh, no. <laughs> um, there you go. The last review's there, but it's 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 a little boring. Uh once again, Pokemon Center added uh added some new stuff. It looks like they added the um we can buy a the booster box to Roaring Skies for $143. Cool. Really overpriced. Oh boy. <sighs> really overpriced. You can usually get that off like cool stuff inc for like ninety dollars. So don't buy your don't buy your TCG stuff uh at Pokemon Center. Somebody um, should buy it from there and see if they get better pulls compared to one that you get off Amazon or Troll and Toad. Whoa, stop stop the presses right now. There is a mega slow bro pokey plush. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I'm gonna I'll link it in the Skype here. I'm sorry I cannot link it directly to you listeners, but uh it what? is pretty fantastic. <gasps> I think I have to order it by the end of the day. Oh my god, it's so cool. It's gotta be the item of the week for next week. Oh that's great. Mega Slowbro is pretty amazing. Uh, no reviews yet. <laughs> <laughs> I like how in the pictures it's standing up. <laughs> that's not that's not gonna happen for the listener. For for those listening at home, uh, you might recall that Mega Mega Slowbro is uh, you know in the in the shell there, sort of a Slowbro burrito. <laughs> Um, and so oh, the picture has features. it as if it's standing on the, the point of it's so tail. Good. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> it's physically impossible. This is false advertising. Oh my god. The, the real bullet point bullet point guy is back. He is back for Mega Slow Bro. Oh, oh good. He was on the yes. line. I'm like laughing too hard because they're like so good. All right, are we ready for these features? Yeah, you might need to mute my <laughs> microphone. So... <laughs> Mega Slowbro is a chill kind of mega Pokemon. Some mega evolution Pokemon know when to hang. Oh boy. Mega Slowbro is ready to relax with you. (laughs) A Pokemon Center original. Okay. Mega Slowbro is chilling. Oh god, yes. (laughs) God, yes. Oh man. This guy is back and better than Pokemon. ever. He's chilling. He knows how to hang and he knows okay. how to relax. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. They must have multiple writers because. Or this guy was on vacation when they released Dedene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, where was this person on the Dedene plush? Like, they dropped the. Unless they have two and one is just right. really <laughs> boring. He's like, oh, it looks chill. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like none of them have that oh much of a depth of knowledge about Pokemon. 
because all of this information you can just you can just get by looking at them like standard blush size i know why he said all those things about chilling and reaction relaxing because he doesn't know that much about pokemon and it's called slow bro oh that's gotta be it this guy's like okay it's a bro he's chilling Can't I can't say this the, this Pokemon the would like to play beer pong is. with you? That's, that would be a a breach of protocol. The product description is: some Pokemon are just naturally more relaxed and fun to hang out with than others. King of Chillaxin Heap is Mega Slowbro, the fusion of two Pokemon that has its own unique take on ev- well on well everything. This large Pokemon plush is neatly detailed and totally ready to hang out. Oh boy! Take it slow, Mega Slowbro. This is exactly one thing about Slowbro, and that is that Bro is in his name, and he just ran with it. it well, well, and that it, that uh, that it's actually two Pokemon in a symbiotic relationship. Like that's a bit of a yeah. deep cut. So I might have to take back what I said before. Yeah, I mean. He was real close to writing Shelter in there. Like, he definitely looked at a Pokedex yeah, entry yeah. and then yeah. went back to focusing on Bro. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm, I'm going to order this Pokemon. And I'm real excited to see what the reviews are because this the, it definitely can't stand. Like, it's definitely always going to be laying down. Yeah. <laughs> Does not stand. No. Uh, all right, um, enough, well. of, enough of chillax and let's move on to our Pokemon of the week here. Uh, Dallas's favorite Pokemon, also one of my favorite Pokemon, is uh, Chandelure, which is our Pokemon of the week. You hear? Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Chandelure evolves from Lampent when exposed to a Dusk Stone. It is the final form of Litwick. Uh, Pokedex number 609. Kind of goes with uh, us being 169. Look at that. There you go. Unintentional matching. Oh, dang. And uh, Chandelier is uh, the luring Pokemon. Uh, I'm going to read the uh, read the biology here as uh, Travis and Dallas come up with a competitive moveset for our Chandelier battlers. Chandelier is a Pokemon that resembles a Chandelier. It has a striped round head and round pupil-less yellow eyes. There's a ring of small black spikes on the top of its head with a tall purple flame in the middle. From the black spikes below its head, black arms curl upwards. These arms are tipped with purple fire. Chandelier's fire do not burn its victims physically. Instead, it burns their spirits. After hypnotizing its opponents by these waves of flames, it absorbs the victim's spirit. It's yeah. more than we bargained for, really. Oh, it's so metal. So, Steve, I got a question for you yes. about Chandelure. Uh, did you play with one in X and Y? Um, no, uh, but I did have one in uh, Black, White, Black, Black and White 2. Okay, because my question was going to be, if you played with one in X and Y, how did you get the Dusk, the ducks, dusk Stone? So you've been I, talking to me too much. You're you're the duck stone. messing up your words. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have one. <laughs> I didn't have one in X and Y, but um, I had one in black and white. Okay. And then I had one again in black and white too. 
so the current Chandler I have is is in my my Pokemon bank from from X and Y. Nice. Yeah, the, the Dusk Stone was so hard to get in X and Y for me. Like until mm-hmm. post game, I think you had to do like uh, super training challenges yeah, or so. something. Oh, that you, like, sounds terrible. Oh, it was horrible. And I got real lucky where I got it like uh, on my first try. But I remember I that was just for my in-game one. And then I tried to make a competitive one. And I had to do that for like at least two days. Just like keep doing this hard super training thing with Aegislash. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, I don't yeah, know. It was, it was a drag. I don't know anyone that that loves super training. <laughs> oh no, because it's not fun. Like, like it's yeah, it's really. I like that it's in there because it gives people an easier look at how EVs work without having to look it up on some yeah. fan site. And I like that there's an easier, again, not easier, but more visible way to. EV train your Pokemon, but I would never do it because it seems so yeah. inefficient yeah. and so tedious. I think I did it to EV train a Pokemon once and it took so long and I was like, okay. That was fun for a yeah. minute, but I don't I don't <laughs> like soccer that much and I don't want it in my Pokemon games. I don't want my Pokemon games to make me think about running. <laughs> That's what the bike is for. Uh Travis, do you have a good move set here? I like the the choice scarf move set that's on Smogon uh, for singles. They recommend Fire Blast, Shadow Ball, Energy Ball, and then Trick. Trick is really great because you you can swap that choice scarf and lock someone into something. And then Energy Ball is great for coverage of a lot of the things you're weak to. It's going to be uh, ground types and water types, uh, and since there are so many water ground bulky pokemon it's nice to be able to have something that can hit that for times four damage mm-hmm. and then fire blast and shadow ball just good uh stab options um if you're playing in doubles uh very important to include heat wave as opposed to that fire blast heat wave being a fire type move that can fire type special attack that can mm-hmm. hit both of your opponents um Perhaps some other movesets to consider if you're not uh, looking at Choice Scarf. Um, you could do something with Calm yeah. Mind as yep. well. I believe Chandler gets Calm Mind, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any anything else, Dallas? Um. Well, uh, what would you say for the ability? Because, you know, I, I do use one competitively a lot and I use that choice scarf set, except uh, I usually replace trick mm-hmm. with uh, with psychic or something because a lot of fighting type Pokemon yeah, will have yeah. a knockoff that I'll be scared of or something like that. Um, and then I, I prefer running flamethrower um, just because I hate missing stuff. But I'm always torn on whether or not I run flash fire or flame body. Um, and I... Decided on Flame Body just because that burn is nice to get. Uh, but then again, Flash Fire gives it another complete immunity, which it's always nice to have those. Um, yeah, maybe it's best uh, to explain how those work. So Flame Body has a 30% chance to burn when your opponent uses a move that makes contact. And that includes most physical attacks and some special attacks. An example of a special attack that makes contact would be something like Zen Headbutt. Mm-hmm. 
headbutt <laughs> an example of a physical move that doesn't uh, i think earthquake does not make contact but you can sort of get if if it has punch in the name it'll make yeah. contact if it um, but most physical moves do um and then flash fire uh will increase the so if so when a fire type move is used against chandelier it increases the effectiveness of fire type moves used by chandelier and negates all the damage from that move i like flash mm -hmm. fire better but then again that's also yep. contingent on what the rest of your team is going to be if you really really need some yeah if you have it you know it might be great to have something with a four times fire weakness so that you know if you have a sizer on your team for example and you you can just feel that flamethrower coming and you can swap out to the chandelier and get a huge uh, swing in, in your, in your favor with, with that switch. Um, but if, yeah, that's actually exactly what I do with uh Sizor and Ferrothorn. And also even just for physical attackers, uh, since Rotom is everywhere, uh, switch him mm -hmm. in on Will-O-Wisps and he just eats him up. He also does have a hidden ability, uh, which is Infiltrator. Do you want to explain what that is? Yeah. Is that the one that hits through Substitute? Yeah. Uh, it ignores... Or is that the one that has to do with Critical Hits? Ignores, uh, uh, nope, reflect it hits through Substitute. And, mist. and, and then okay. in Generation 6, it then uh, bypasses the okay. Substitute. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. As well as does yeah. those. Um, yeah. And that's a good ability too, but I don't think it's as good as Flash Fire. Yeah, I mean, it's really situational. Um, so the only... I do have one more set that I've been working with, and uh, it's pretty much similar to the Choice Scarf, but uh, if you look at his stats, its defenses are both 90, which isn't that bad. So if you run a positive mm -hmm. special defense nature and a minus attack, and I forget what, um, what nature that is... Uh, I believe that's caught. No, bold. I have no yeah, idea. I, I forget. I, I don't but um, by heart. slap an assault vest on him. Oh, that would be nice. Slap an assault vest on him. Yeah, and he can actually eat up hits. Uh, something that would be good for a free for all because he could. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, if he's choiced, which is pretty much the best way to run Chandelure in a competitive six v six, he's locked into a move. But with an assault vest and with how diverse his special move pool is, you could really play on a lot of different weaknesses that may or may not be on the field right there and eat up special hits. Yeah. Yeah. That seems pretty cool. Yeah. If, uh, if you get a shiny chandelier, he is red instead of purple. His flames are red. Uh, mm -hmm. No other Pokemon has the same type combination as chandelier in its evolutionary line. In generation five chandelier and its evolutionary relatives had shadow tag instead of infiltrator. Uh, but that has been changed since then. And Chandelier has the highest special attack of all non-legendary, mm -hmm. non-mega fire-type Pokemon. There's a lot of qualifiers on there. <laughs> non-legendary, non-mega fire-type Pokemon. <laughs> it reminds me, I uh, on the Wikipedia page for my for my hometown, not where I'm living now, but where I grew up, um, it says... That the city is the largest city on Lake Michigan's east coast. 
<laughs> the largest city at the exact coordinates of. That's awesome. Oh, it stops being that impressive <laughs> when you add all those qualifiers. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, that's uh, that's all we got for Chandelier here. Uh, he's a good Pokemon. He or she. Oh yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. To uh, to kind of wrap up the show here, we uh, we are launching a Patreon uh, tomorrow, uh, or if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, Monday May 11th, and the Patreon is just um, to support the show even further. Uh, we did a Kickstarter about uh, almost six months ago now, and we use that money to uh, back pay for servers and also future pay for servers and uh, shirts and. Uh, new equipment and new software and uh now we we kind of want to keep the quality and the format going so we're doing a patreon um if you don't know how patreon works it's actually really simple it's uh it's like kickstarter uh, where you pick a, a, a reward tier to pledge for and then that's reoccurring every month so well, we have really basic basic tiers there's a one dollar tier there's a five dollar tier and there's a twelve dollar tier so if you if you do the one dollar tier it's going to be at one dollar every month until you decide to cancel it so if you keep it for a full year it's you're giving us twelve dollars actually you're probably giving us nine dollars because i think patreon takes like 30 percent or something at the end it doesn't even matter pretty much twelve dollars to support us for the year is really kind of like the the minimum and uh unlike actually the minimum is nothing because you don't have to do anything right you don't have to do anything the the show will always happen every week it will always be free this is just uh if if you want to support us in in some way uh you're more than welcome to everyone who pledges will get access to our slack channel um we have a community of about 30 people there right now and uh, hopefully that'll grow so that'll be a very easy way to uh, set up trades or set up battles or help with breeding or uh, make jokes or even it's a really easy way to uh, annoy Travis if you want to reach him instantly. I mean, he's he's there. It's great. Huh. Uh, the $5 reward tier will get you uh will get you access to the Slack. It'll also get you some stickers every every 3 months. We'll, we'll get a, a sticker pack from us and then you know, the tiers go up from there. Ooh. And so yeah, it's just an easy way to support us and uh, if you if you never use Patreon, there's also a, an allowance system. So let's say you you want to do the five dollar reward tier, but you don't want to go over like twenty dollars. Uh, you set a limit of twenty dollars, and once you hit four months, which would be five dollars a month, and you hit the twenty dollars, it automatically stops. So you never have to worry about like getting charged or forgetting to cancel or anything. That's all set up. Patreon makes it very easy. Or we're not here to try to steal anyone's money or anything like that. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. But uh, if you do support us, we we want to give you stuff in return, and so. Uh, with a little bit of extra money, we can we can do more giveaways. We can do more contests. We can do we can take some time and set up tournaments and do some stuff on Twitch. So you're just giving us a little bit of money so we can give you more content back. Yeah, I think that was a good explanation. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, that should start tomorrow. And then if you have any questions, uh, you know, just tweet at me. Uh. But yeah, that's that. Uh. That pretty much. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much doing my uh, my salesman speech here. Uh. Uh-uh. Travis, where can they find you? Yeah, twitter.com slash the Travis W. Or if you want to look at my photography, that's the Travis W. Tumblr.com. 500 
That's 500px.com slash the Travis W or flickr.com slash the Travis W. Awesome. Uh, Dallas, if uh, if you want to be found, where can they find you? Uh, I can be found on <laughs> Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash Dallas the deals. And that's D-A-L-L-A-S-T-H-E-D-E-A-L-S. Uh, on YouTube, I have a channel, uh, youtube.com slash Dallas the deal. I do some Pokemon stuff. Uh, TCG, TCG online, and uh, Nuzlocks and whatnot, and Tumblr. I am uh, at Freudian Swoop. That's F R E U D I A N S W W S W O P dot Tumblr dot com. Those are. I've completely got lost in my thought after I tried to spell that URL. That's where I'll be. Those are where they can find you. That's where I can be found. Awesome. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Dragging A Lake. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, we're also on Facebook and YouTube and iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Um, if uh, for any reason you have trouble ever getting an episode or or whatnot, uh, the episodes go to SoundCloud first. So SoundCloud.com slash PKMNCast. And then from SoundCloud, that's how they get to sent to iTunes and Stitcher and everything like that, that we moved everything to SoundCloud um, for tracking purposes and statistic purposes. Uh, other than that, uh, well, if, if you want to, you can also follow us on SoundCloud and you can comment on episodes there or do the little heart thing or reblog it. You know, that's totally up to you. Uh, if you haven't done so already, uh, please leave us a review in iTunes. We're trying to get to 500 iTunes reviews by the end of the year. And I think we're, we're at like 441 or 443 or something like that. So uh, we're almost there. Uh, so if you, if you can take just a couple seconds and leave us a review in iTunes, that would be super appreciated. That uh, helps other people find the show. So just by you leaving us a review, boost our ratings in iTunes, and then other people can find the show easier. So it only takes a second to do that. Uh, otherwise, uh, I appreciate you both being on, and I appreciate the listeners for listening, if they've made it this far. Um, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective.